1: If you're a tennis fan,
2: you'll love betting weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favourite podcast provider. Well, every single week across tipping websites, forums and social media, you'll see tipsters and handicappers put up their picks with very little jeopardy. If they're wrong, It seldom matters to them. They'll still be churning out selections the following week and picking up a cheque from their paymasters at most. And even this is rare. You might get some honest profit and loss figures. But this season, we are going to do something very different. Welcome along to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. And this year, it is winner stays on. We've got a rotating cast of handicappers who will do battle against each other for the greater good, of course, of our viewers And listeners and only the most profitable handicapper that week will be invited back for the following show. And then up steps another challenger. Stay on. Get paid. Make everyone some money. That's how it goes. There are some constants alongside myself, Dan Roebuck. Our senior handicapper, Steve Wiss, will be here to give us his picks and assess the two tipsters selections who will go head to head. Steve, something very
0: different this year. Certainly is, uh, Dan. Uh, great to have you on, on the show as always. Uh, Rory, welcome. James, welcome. Um, these shows are going to be focused on four main European leagues. Uh, French Liga, uh, La Liga from Spain, uh, Serie A when it resumes. And also we are going to be incorporating some Bundesliga, German Bundesliga picks. And I, now as the senior football, senior soccer handicapper on on uh, Bet Rivers, uh, because we win team. Will be providing picks from all those leagues across this season at various different points. Uh, of course, a couple of them haven't yet kicked off. We've got some brilliant experts. We've got uh, James, obviously a, ma- a brilliant French expert, Rory from Spain, Danny Ellie Fishy Keller, Italian expert. We've also got professional gamblers uh, coming on the show. Will White, who already made his Champions League show debut uh, last week, and um, also we've got the likes of RJ and who who knows who else might end up coming through the door so you know Nigel always does say that we, we're the best in the business and I truly believe we've got an unbelievable team here um on the uh Bet Rivers because we win uh network so yeah at the moment it is a winner stays on out of uh, James and Rory this week it's simple whoever makes the most profit will be back next week uh, on the numbers if they both lose that all their picks then they're both off so uh um, we that's will not what to, I've we're not heard. we not, but, that, Steve, we're not that's, that.
2: that. That's that's not what I've heard. I've heard that Nigel will decide the winner. I don't know how he's going to decide it, but he will decide who has had the bad beat and who will go through if um, they are both identical records by way of profit or loss. So you know you want You'll have to take that one up with Nigel. Well, he's trying. I think he's, I trying, think.
0: I think he's <laughs> then trying to put the decision on me, basically. <laughs> so uh, we shall see what happens. We'll so see what happens. We want some, I've- what I do know, I'm very, very confident every um, handicapper that comes on this show will do extremely well this year in terms of results, but also incredible expert insights
2: indeed we'll look we'll have the regular selections throughout the show so if, if you're not interested in the challenge that's fine uh, but uh, if you are it's it's an aside and uh, it's a little bit interesting certainly uh, from the boys who will uh, be challenging week on uh, week in week out uh, our challenges as uh, Steve has suggested and as you can see if you're watching this show is James Eastern French football expert writer and scout James all good
1: Yes, all good Dan, Uh, great to be here, very much looking forward to the start of the season which in France as we're filming now is tomorrow night, we have the opening game in League One, Um, nine fixtures on the weekend in League One this season rather than ten because the league has reduced from 20 teams to 18 teams in the top flight in France this season but there'll still be plenty of action this weekend and in the weeks ahead.
2: Uh, against Rory Barlow, uh, Madrid-based editor of Football at España. Rory, fit and firing ahead of this challenge and indeed your first picks of the season.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure about fit. I was on a very, very early flight this morning, as I've been uh, telling the boys, but I do hope to be firing, although I have been paired off with a fine sort of uh, opposition in James here. But, uh, but yeah, all good, Dan here, and uh, looking forward to getting underway.
2: OK, uh, so ahead of the challenge, we're going to get picks uh, from uh, Steve throughout the show. But because we've got a Friday night selection from Steve, we're going to go with Steve first. Obviously not part of the challenge, but let's face it, if our challenges start to beat Steve every week, we don't know what's going to happen with that senior handicap role. Who knows? Uh, Steve, <laughs> uh, Friday night football here. It's Nice against Lille you're going to kick, up, uh, kick us off with here. It's 3 p.m. Eastern time uh, and Lille are the favourites here at Plus 140. Nice. Uh, plus 190 with the draw up plus 245. Those are the match prices, but you've got a different angle in for our first selection of the show uh, for the 23-24 season.
0: Yeah, obviously everyone's on their toes, aren't they? On the uh, Because we win team this season. A bit of pressure here. Obviously, my record's going to be Held up to scrutiny against a lot of uh, very fine handicappers. Um, yeah, no one's safe. Even you, Dan. Maybe who knows? Um... I don't pick, so I'm safe. Don't <laughs> worry about that. Nigel's told me I'm on for the season. Go on. <laughs> yeah, the pick. First, first, uh, first match of the round in uh, French Liga. It's uh, Nice against Lille. I'm going over 2.75 goals at plus 100. I think we're we could be on for some real fireworks on the south coast here. I think. The manager matchup is especially uh, really exciting between uh, Paolo Fonseca and uh, newly appointed 34-year-old Nice boss Francesco Farioli, who... I mean, this is a little bit of a left-field choice, I must say. I actually thought they would keep hold of Didier Digar, who did a, a really good job as interim boss last season. But uh, they brought in um, the former Alania Sport boss uh, from Turkey, And uh, he's known for being a past assistant manager under Roberto De Serbi, the uh, Brighton manager. And you know what De Serbi's systems are like. You know the style of football you're going to get from there. So Nice are expected to be quite free-flowing. I could see them being involved in quite a few end-to-end contests this season. But crucially, he actually inherits a squad which I think suits that style of football. It's no secret for regular watchers of these shows how much of a big fan I am of Terum moffi the uh, hotshot striker for Nice, but they've got a, a lot of other really good attacking quality players like Brahimi in midfield, Kefram Turam, is that he can get himself in some really good um, position to score goals. So I think we're going to see quite a proactive Nice this season. And then Lille, actually last year were they had some brilliant metrics. They actually had, um, I think, that the most um, expected points in the whole league out of any team, even more than PSG. They had the second best expected goals in the league at seventy four, but they only actually scored sixty five. Um, remarkable that, considering they had the likes of Jonathan David up front for them, who scored twenty four goals. But fundamentally, we just know this system creates a lot of chances. I think it could be real end to end football. The first match of a season in any league for me can go often one of two ways really tight, cagey, no one wants to lose, or both teams just go for it and want to put on a show in front of the cameras. So I like the goals over 2.75 at plus 100. For those who want to play a little bit safer, you can take just over two and a half. I will always go for a little bit more value on the extra goal line there. Yeah.
1: Sorry, a little bit of, I was going to say a little bit of team news, I think, which feeds into uh, Steve's pick there that we've had today. Samuel Omtiti is out of this game. Samuel Omtiti is one of Lille's big summer signings. People might remember him from the France team that won the World Cup in 2018 as a first-choice starter in central defence, and he's been signed to be the main man at the back for Lille this season. He's out of this game, so that will make Lille more vulnerable up uh, at the back and give Nice a better chance of scoring and one player very quickly Dan I wanted to flag up here is a new signing for Lille Hakon Haraldsson who is a 20 year old Iceland international that they signed from uh, FC Copenhagen for £10 million this summer those of us that spend our summer watching pre-season friendlies on the internet will have noticed that Haraldsson has settled very, very quickly at uh, Lille. It looks like he's going to be a really important player for them this season, and he's available at plus 600 to score this weekend. This is a guy who looks like he can score goals, so Hakan Haraldsson is the name they want to look out for for Lille this season.
2: Uh, incidentally just picking up on the goals if you just want to go over two and a half as Steve was suggesting minus 122 a little bit more value with Steve's pick and even a bigger price with uh, James's uh, first goal scorer lean in that game Uh, so challenge is going to begin just a reminder two picks each most profit wins it it's James versus Rory Uh, James you're going to go first here Paris Saint-Germain Against uh, Lorient. This is uh, a 3 p.m. Eastern kickoff on Saturday. Paris Saint Germain, obviously very short here. Minus 315. Lorient plus 750. Draw plus 460. When I was putting the running order together, it may well have changed. So keep an eye on the Bet Rivers site uh, for that. What's your thoughts on this game? What's the angle in, James?
1: Yeah, the angle on this game, Dan, is to go low on goals. I'm back in under 3.25 goals here on the PSG versus uh, Lorient game. It's available now at minus 120. The line has actually moved a little bit here. I think it was 115 when uh, when I first looked at it the other day, but I'm still happy to take it at minus 120. The thinking here is really simple, Dan. You've got a PSG team who essentially are going to be without two and possibly three. Uh, all three of their of their front three that we knew from last season and were so important. We know Lionel Messi's left the club. We know Kylian Mbappe at the moment is frozen out. It's almost certain he's going to play no part this weekend. And Neymar, while he is available, has been out injured since February. He played in one of the preseason friendlies, but it's likely that he's going to start on the bench. Those three guys between them, Dan, they scored 55 of PSG's 89 goals in the league last season. So it's impossible to make a case for PSG being high scoring this weekend when two and possibly three of those guys are out. Um, We know they've signed Gonzalo Ramos this week, the Portugal international striker. He might go straight into the starting lineup. We know Marco Asensio has arrived over the summer. He's likely to start as well. But whichever way you look at it, you can't really make a case here for Paris Saint-Germain being the exciting free-scoring Paris Saint-Germain that we actually saw this time last year. Stephen, I'll remember early on, In the season last time out, they started really strongly. They were scoring goals and getting some big wins. It's a totally different PSG team that is going into this season. It's far more likely uh, to be one that struggles to score goals. And I think Lorient, looking at the opposition briefly, they're going to be set up, I think, to frustrate PSG here. We know they're going to use a back three. We know at the moment that... All three members of their ideal back three are available for this game and likely to start. So it's going to be a difficult match for PSG. They're going to the season with lots of question marks, both on and off the pitch, about how they're going to play, what the mood in the camp is like. And I just can't see them being the open, exciting, entertaining and free scoring side that we know they can be. So... The pick here is under 3.25 goals. And as I say, Dan, it's available at minus 120. But getting paid out here, as long as there are three goals or fewer in the game, I think it's well worth taking. It
2: seems counterintuitive, James, when it comes to Paris Saint-Germain. I looked at some numbers last night. If you backed under two and a half goals in all of their home games uh, last season, um, you made a profit. I mean, sometimes I watch them play and sometimes I commentate on them. And they can be quite pedestrian, even with... They're better players. When they take on a lesser light, it's like they are professional, but no more. Is that fair? Is that a trend for, for punters to look at, for betters to look at?
1: Yeah, I think that is fair, Dan. I looked at something similar with the trends last year, not so much under 2.5 goals. But if you'd taken the goal line and gone unders at whatever the goal line was close to evens, then you'd also have made a profit uh, backing on under under goals in all PSG games. And I think looking at the stats, I think 23 out of 38 PSG games last season had three goals or fewer in them. That's what we need this weekend on this pick to make a profit. So you're right, it can be counter-insured. We all think of Mbappe and also Messi, obviously, last season. The fact they can win 5-0, they had a 7-1 win against Lille last season, for example, they can do it. But you are right. If you look over the course of a season, it is often better to bet against what you probably think PSG are. And I think this weekend is certainly an opportunity to do that
2: get Steve's thoughts on that in a second after we get Rory's pick, because we're going head to head for the European show uh, this year. Similar theme as well, Rory, with your uh, first pick out the gate here. This is Catafé against Barcelona. Barcelona are short at minus 182. Catafé plus 600. This is a Sunday game, 3.30pm Eastern, uh, with a draw up plus 3.10. Um, just... Talk us through your selection first and foremost here before we we get into maybe one or two trend thoughts. What, what, what's your pick up against James's first selection?
3: Yeah, the pick itself, um, similarly, league champions for a kind of more narrow win here. have gone Barcelona, plus under 3.5 goals. That comes back at plus 104. And um, I think this is going to be a tight and uh, could potentially be a pretty turgid game, to be perfectly honest. For uh, those of you that aren't familiar with Jose Bordalas, who's in charge of Getafe, his sides very much have a similar reputation to the Tony Pulis Stoke of kind of the uh, the kind of two thousands. Who's the
2: Rory Delap in their team? Who's
3: the Rory Delap? <laughs> that would probably be uh, Javi Mata, who, who's who's um, a big bloke and he plays up front and he's pretty physical. Um, but but yeah, I think this is going to be a game which is going to show that Barcelona are going to try and play a bit more football. But it's going to be hot. It's in Madrid. So it's forty degrees right now. It will not be that hot in the evening, but the grass will be long. Hatafi will be raucous. It's their first game of the season. So I think it is going to be a tight game. They're generally quite a hard team to chew for those kind of bigger sides, Hatafi, and particularly under Bordelas. But there's a couple kind of wee things that make me think that Boston will have the edge here, and that's the fact that Bordelas he's come in and he's experimenting one or two things with the formation. He's changed it a couple of times. He's lost one or kind of two players. So I, I think He doesn't have Enes Unal, who's their main goal scorer, their big striker. That's a huge huge loss for that first half of the season. So I think there's going to be a few teething problems for Bordelas. And even if you look at the end of last season, where he did an excellent job to keep them up, he was still doing it in a kind of fairly conservative fashion and and not really playing for wins at the end, more draws. So, So, yeah, I think Barcelona are going to just about get the better of them. There'll be a lot of Rafinha crosses. I think if you can find a line on that, worth looking. But yeah, I think this is going to be a very narrow win for the Barcelona side that will be spurred on by the adrenaline of the first day. If you cast back to last season, they drew nil-nil with Rayo Vallecano at home, but they were very unlucky not to win that game, it should be said. And uh, and yeah, I think this Barcelona side, they're probably going to take a, a little bit of a step back defensively because their figures last season were, um, for many people, were a bit of a kind of a lie or It didn't really tell the truth about their defence, but... Um, I also think their their attack is going to be a little bit better this season because, frankly, in that second half of the season, it was pretty gruesome at times. It was a lot of 1-0s and I think they'll be a little bit better and I think that will give them the edge in this game.
2: Is there pressure on Xavi to be... Uh, I don't want to use the word expansive, but I'm going to anyway. I mean, just looking at goals scored over the last few years, there's a massive drop-off between the sort of Messi era when they were getting 100 goals, 116, I think, in, in one season. Is there pressure on him to to, to play the way that that you know the public expects the 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 people in charge the, the president and so on expects what, what is what is the thinking there because they were certainly not as good in front of gold if you just look at gold scored on those type of metrics last year.
3: Yeah certainly I think there's a there's obviously the expectation of the Barcelona Way which is a, a kind of malleable concept depending on who's in charge and which president is there trying to promote himself but but this is going to be a side that I think they'll demand development more than anything else because last season you saw those games, it was very much reliant on Petri Lewandowski or Ousmane Dembélé coming up with a bit of brilliance in terms of kind of beating a side tactically, in terms of kind of tearing apart a side. There was very little of that from Barcelona. So I think they probably won't expect kind of a Guardiola style. They won't expect them to be ripping teams to shreds every week, but they will expect them to kind of have mechanisms in place. They'll expect them to be doing more than kind of hanging on to those leads. And they'll expect them to be in control, which they weren't for a lot of the games last season. So more expansive, yes, a little bit. But I think there is still that kind of realisation for Barcelona. And even though more will be expected because they've now won and last season was simply about winning. There was nothing else. It was just win, get home, and that's that. So there'll be an expectation for more expansive football. But similarly, I think there's still a bit of an awareness that this is not a side that's complete in any way and there's still holes in it. So, So Xavi... Dean Chavi also gets a little bit of leeway.
0: Steve, your thoughts on those picks out the gate? Well, this is why we have uh, a variety of handicappers on the show, Dan, because if there's one area um, which I don't tend to bet much, is actually unders. Um, I might have even talked with you about this before, actually. It's just bad things happen to me when I'm on unders. So I'm always a little bit wary. Whenever I see an under tipped, I, I, I get a little bit, you know um my feeling is always a bit of dread but um i mean let's start with the the psg game I, I really like james's angle in terms of the psg part but i tell you what lorient a lot depends what version of lorient come here because they actually beat psg 3-1 in this fixture last year they should have beat them in the home match as well sometimes they can be quite attack minded so it all depends if they come with a defensive mentality um they might try and suck psg into a bit of a shootout so Um, But on the face of it, yeah, I think the value's there. Um, I can't argue with Rory's under three and a half angle. It looks like it should be a low-scoring game. Getafe, uh, last year, was 0-0 in this fixture and also 1-0 to Barcelona in the Camp Nou. Um, I guess my only real doubt is, is it a Barcelona actually going to win? Because they've struggled. Going to, uh, to get to Getafe. I think that's the run and isn't it? Um, the last three seasons, they've really struggled at that particular venue, and actually not scored a goal there in the last three games. So, uh, but that's why I like the creativity because if you're just going to take Barcelona straight on the nose, uh, what was it minus two hundred? Was it? Um, you know, minus one eighty-two. Re- it's no real value. So that's why I like the addition. Of the bet, so I can't fault the boys with the uh, the actual line of thinking.
2: Just just one very quick for, for James and, and Rory here. Um, we were discussing on the Premier League show about how many minutes of added on time going to go up. We're expecting 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 minutes for under's bettors. It could be an absolute nightmare. What's mm. the situation in Spain and France, James? Do, do, do you know if it's going to change? Are we going to get World Cup situations at Inliga?
1: Yeah, we are going to get them, Dan. The uh, referee's body in France have been very vocal this week. Uh, they think, I think from what I can see, they've held a sit-down interview with uh, all the media to explain what the situation is in France. The short answer is they're expecting to have similar amounts of injury time as we saw at the World Cup. The quote, One of the quotes that came out from one of the referee chiefs was 12 or 13 minutes of injury time is a possibility. That's what he said. So... You're right. You're making me nervous now about the pick, actually, Dan, because you know it's a fair point. I think both first half and second half we could be running late, and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. There's a few other things in France uh, which have come out about the handball and various things, which I'm sure we'll touch on as regards the refereeing directives as the season goes on. But for now, that is the main one. Yes, we are almost certainly going to see a lot more injury time in games in France this season.
2: Uh, Rory, same in Spain. Yeah, pretty
3: much the same story. I think they were talking about a minute for a goal, which is a lot to be adding on, especially if you get kind of three or four goals. But uh, but yeah, last season we saw quite a few games running into the 100 minutes mark, and I, I expect that to be more of the case this season. And uh, one thing that does make me curious is they keep talking about kind of shortening games and how attention spans are dropping and yet adding 15 minutes onto them. So so yeah, one food for thought. <laughs>
2: I'd have the stop clock, me, all day long. You know, I'd like futsal, like basket. I'd have to, anyway. Uh, let's get Steve's second pick uh, of uh, the show. Um, Steve, this is uh, Saturday uh, morning, Eastern Time, eleven AM. Uh, what do we like here in Liga?
0: Yeah, this is quite a depressing pick for me personally. Um, as you can see behind me, there there is a shirt, a Marseille shirt, and uh, you know, I'm fully transparent. People who are regular watchers know I am. A Marseille man, but I was extremely disappointed with them in the Champions League qualifier in midweek against Panathinaikos. They lost that 1-0. Just extends their absolute miserable uh, record in Europe. It's, it's quite appalling, but I was halfway through that game and immediately I decided I'm going to bet against Marseille this weekend. Uh, they've got a tough match, in my opinion, at home against uh, Stade de Grince, um, who are more known for their manager these days, Will Still, who um, at such a young age, performed excellently in charge uh, throughout the second half of last season. Marseille are minus 159 favourites, which I would never go anywhere near at this point in time. And my pick is on Reims on the plus one Asian handicap. Now, they have been backed um, since we last uh, when we put our picks down last night here. So it's minus 134 now on the plus one Asian handicap for Reims, which basically means if... It's a draw or an away win. This bet will fully cash. If Marseille win by exactly one goal, it will be a push or a refund. Nothing lost. But I actually wouldn't be surprised to see Grounds win the game. It's, I mean, first of all, Marseille now, they're going to have to focus on the Champions League second leg. There's no two ways about it. And that is coming up just a few days after this one. It's an early kickoff on Saturday, so they've had to come back from Greece. So logistically, it's a nightmare. That uh, first and foremost, and I always like to bet against teams in this sort of situation. Secondly, grounds are, are going to be really well prepared. I mean, you've got one of the top prospects, head coach prospects uh, in Europe. He's had a whole off-season to deal with his players now. They are going to be coming, firing out of the door. He's going to have a great game plan for Marseille, will still. And um, I think they're going to come in. Marseille were so pedestrian against Panathinaikos. They just looked a little bit undercooked. And also, the new manager, Marcelino, I think in time will do well here. But it may well be a case of that it might take a few weeks or months to get them used to what the style of football that he wants them to play. So I think it's a really good spot to be betting against Marseille, against an underrated team. Um, Everyone's going to be saying, "Grounds, you know, they've lost Balogun, where the goal's going to come from. Well, actually, Balogun, a lot of his goals did come from the spot last year from the penalty spot. So I think there's enough in this squad to uh, certainly cause a lot of problems to Marseille on the counter-attack. I like the underdog. Uh, I'll play it safe on the plus one Asian handicap, but I wouldn't want to put off anyone taking grounds on the nose at plus four, two, five.
2: James was, was opposing Marseille potentially one of your bets?
1: Yes, it was. They were terrible, I thought, against Panathinaikos. It was for, for us French football fans, it was an infuriating performance. Um, it's absolutely crucial for that club that they get into the Champions League group stage. They were poor, 1 0 down from the first leg. Steve's absolutely right. There is massive pressure now on Marseille for that second leg. Uh, it doesn't mean they'll write this game off, but. It's going to be pretty close to it, to be honest, because that Panathinaikos game is absolutely massive. So it couldn't fall any better for Rance. And um, Steve mentioned Balogun there. He was very important for Rance last season on loan from Arsenal, twenty-one goals. Well, it's very early, but they might have found another striker at Rance. They brought in a striker called Umar Yakite this summer from Red Bull Salzburg. He's got five goals in pre-season as Chiquite. So he is going to hit the ground running um, if picked this weekend. And Rants generally have done very good business. They were a very solid mid-table side last season. If anything, they might have got a bit stronger in all the other areas other than the loss of Balogun. So can you see Marseille winning this by a couple of goals with the scenario as it is? It's hard to say that they will. So... um yeah, if I was looking at this game, I'd certainly be looking at Rance rather than Marseille as the smarter of the two to back. Uh,
2: from Rance to Wren, who take on Mets, this is James's second pick. This is uh, early kickoff Sunday Eastern time, 11.05, minus 2.50, Wren. Metz 7.50. Um, both uh, Steve and James were pretty sweet on Wren when we talked about them in the future show. Uh, i check that out if you haven't already. Uh, you're not going to desert them here, James. What's your second pick for the challenge?
1: No, I am a big backer of Ren at the moment, Dan. So, my pick uh, on the game this weekend is Ren minus 1.25 at home to Mets on the Asian handicap. So, you need Ren to win the game by a couple of goals to make a profit. If they win by only a single goal, then you will lose half your stakes. But I'm very confident that Wren can get the job done here because they go into the season with an absolutely fantastic squad of players. They finished fourth in League One last season. There's a good chance, I think, that they'll push on and finish in the top three this season because things are looking very, very good for Wren on and off the pitch. Steve flagged up on the Futures show the other day. Just what a fantastic home record Wren have got. And um, it's worth underlining that again here before the game this weekend. They won 15 out of 19 home matches Last season, they won 14 out of 19 home matches the season before. That is a 76% win rate at home over the past two seasons. So the stadium will be rocking this weekend. It will be a sellout of about 27,000 for the first game of the season. Now, the question with the handicap, Dan, obviously, is will Wren then push on and win the game by a couple of goals rather than sitting back on the lead? Well, Again, the stats are in your favour here, looking at last season, because 10 of the 15 games at home that they did win last season, they won by two or more goals. And when you look through the squad, there is so much attacking quality in it that I think the sort of game we'll see this weekend will be one where if anybody comes on in the final third for Ren, they will be absolutely champing at the bit to do something because places are a premium in this squad. There's a lot of talent. So I think that means Wren will be the sort of team that play through the tape this season, try and get that extra goal, try and turn a two-nil win into a three-nil win because there's just so much talent and so much competition for places. Very quickly on Mets. Mets are one of the promoted sides into league one this season. It's going to be a struggle. I think they're not absolute no-hopers, but I think they'll be in the relegation battle. They've not really strengthened their starting eleven. It's very much a League Two standard defence for me this game isn't where Mets will be staying up this season Ren are going to be one of the top sides so it's going to be a tough tough game for Mets and I wouldn't be surprised if they end up losing it by two or three goals so yeah looking at that handicap line looking at the way Ren normally play and that fantastic home record I was very happy to take them here it's minus 1.25 and it's available at minus 110.
2: Uh, Rory, second pick, uh, next and final pick. Cat is against uh, Alves. here, hosts a plus 120. Alves 285, draw plus 210. This is Monday night, so chances are we're going to have to wait until uh, fairly late uh, on uh, Monday. Monday night local, or early evening local, uh, before we know who's won this challenge. It's one thirty Eastern time uh, in the States. Uh, Rory, and your selection here uh, is the biggest price pick of uh, all of the four that we've got for the challenge. Talk us through it.
3: Yeah, Carith at home, plus 120, pretty straight down the middle here. But uh, I just, I don't really buy it with Alaves. I don't really understand what their kind of thinking is or or how they intend to stay in the division. I mean, we've spoken before, Dan, quite some time ago, but when Alaves were last in the division, I mentioned the fact that their owners are actually more interested in the basketball team in Vittoria Gastej, which is where they're from. So a lot of their investment goes towards that as opposed to towards the football team. And I think you can see that. Their kind of star attacking recruit was supposed to be Giovanni Simeone, Diego's son. Uh, but he has since broken his leg and it's going to be out for, for months and months. So looking at kind of their threats, I mean, Luis Rioja is kind of the star of the show. He's a winger. He gets goals. He gets assists. He's very good. But up front, they had Villa Libre came in. He scored six, seven goals. Musa Sila scored six, seven goals. They're not a team that scores a lot in the Segunda. And I don't expect them to be a team that scores a lot in Primera. I mean, if you're Carith, and particularly, I think, in general, as a football team, if you have one main threat, in which case this is Rioja, you're far easier to shut down. And I think that's what Carrick will do. They're strong at home. It's going to be a loud, good atmosphere in Cariff They've got good home support. You look at last season, they came off three wins on the bounce at home, all against kind of lower table opposition. And I just think Carrick, for their experience, they're kind of a better team. Man for man, they know exactly what they're doing. Neither of these teams has really switched it up from last season. I think Alaves were surprised to make it into the division, really. And traditionally, in the last few years, we've seen the playoff winners kind of come through and do pretty well in La Liga. But this Alaves side have not invested. They looked questionable in Segunda as to whether they were good enough to go up. And I think they're going to be questionable as to whether they're good enough to stay up this time. I just think Cardiff have got the momentum and, and Alaves, yeah, I, I struggle to see exactly what their kind of strategy to stay up here is because they they don't have the resources on the pitch right now.
2: Steve, what are your thoughts on the picks two from uh, James and Rory? Would you would you back them yourself? Would, would you lay them yourself? Happy to get them in the book? What do you
0: reckon? I'll back them. I actually really love both picks. It's one of my things in soccer that I um, I love betting against newly promoted sides in their first away game of the season it's just really hard uh, to see how i mean Alaves, i think they had a a minus goal difference away from home in in the liga 2 so i mean that that in itself is very concerning um if we were doing if it was the the league show last year i, I would have had renner as a pick here on the handicap i think they'll cruise past mets um really they just got too many goals in them so i I think it's. Re- I re- I, say I really love betting against newly promoted teams away from home early on. Um, I would have done. I, I would have thought about doing similar in France with Montpellier against La Havre as well, but the match might be in doubt of being postponed due to a fungus infection on the pitch.
2: That's a new one. Uh, we have got <laughs> on, on the pitch, not in the dressing room, right? Okay, let's move on. Uh, we've got a we, We've got a third unofficial pick uh, from Steve Hot Dog. This is a, a, an outsider, a bigger price runner that Steve thinks will go well this week. And obviously, we're going to feature plenty of different leagues, but uh, this is a a bit of a home pick for you with a league earned selection. It involves Brest and Lance Brest, plus 275. They are the biggest home price team uh, across uh, the slate in France uh, this weekend, Steve. And and you like them to beat last year's
0: runners-up? Yeah, this is going to be a regular feature each week where I give a hot dog selection, a really good underdog that I like, a decent price. Um, this is hopefully where the graphics team put something decent on screen to <laughs> snazz it up and everything. So I don't know exactly what uh, what John's going to come up with here, but hopefully it's uh, a tasty one. But I do like Brest uh, to beat uh, Lons here at plus 275. Now, it's worth mentioning that since Eric War came in to take charge of Brest uh, midway through last year, he only actually lost three home games uh, against Monaco, PSG and Ren. So it's a tough place to go. Lons are coming off a really good second place last year. And I think um, it might be hard for them to replicate that. They've lost two key players in Appenda and a Seca Fafana. So plus 275, you could do an awful lot worse than taking them on the nose. I did think about, you know, being safer on the Asian handicap as well. Lons are minus money to win the game, which I personally wouldn't touch. Uh, they generally, they had a decent away record last year, but home strength was their big backbone. So it might be a difficult, a bit of a banana skin, as we call it over here, for a trip to Brittany. It can be an awkward stadium to play at in Brest. And um, I think there's a bit of value at plus two, seven, five on the host uh, uh, James, your thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah, that sounds like a great shout to me. I think long, long term down, I've got absolutely no chance of finishing second. Uh, in League One. I would say that to any viewers and listeners out there just to take into account week on week and week. They did brilliantly last season to finish as runners up behind PSG. Fully deserved as well I should say. It wasn't wasn't a fluke over the 38 games but they have got weaker. The starting 11 is weaker. The squad is not particularly stronger and they've got the Champions League group stage to deal with which will take an enormous amount out of them. So I cannot see any chance of Launce being as strong this time as they were last season.
2: Uh, one one hot dog that nearly made the stand, so to speak, Steve, was uh, Athletic Club um, against Real Madrid. Just give us your thoughts on that one. we'll get Rory's view on it as well because you you suggested that you quite like them to be at Real Madrid.
0: I did, yeah. I was looking, obviously, at both these leagues for a good underdog this week and um, I do think that uh, it's a tough place to go again. I always... We we all know the certain venues in in the whole of Europe which uh, no one wants to travel to, and uh, you know this stadium's going to be rocking, isn't it? And um, in Bilbao, plus two fifty, the home team, straight on the nose. Real Madrid are plus one fourteen. I know there'll be a lot of bettors. There'll be a lot of people who pump
2: one foot you know, yeah. Plus money, Real Madrid is just like mm. it, it's a magnet for betters, isn't it? Yeah.
0: No. And I don't think it's a trap that I would get sucked into myself because, you know, I think uh, I looked at the recent head to heads; they lost here in the uh, in the cup of. A couple of years ago, they did beat them in the league 2-0 last year. I remember watching that game, but Bilbao Bilbao had their chances. Um, They look like they should be a top six side this year. So I did consider them as my hot dog of the week. But uh, in the end, I went with more familiar pastures. But I'm interested to hear Rory's thoughts on this game, because I think there'll be a lot watching and listening who are very interested in in backing someone.
2: Rory, are uh, Real Madrid vulnerable, do you think?
3: Absolutely. Well, Thibaut Courtois, just before we came on and recorded, torn his ACL, which is absolutely massive. And you know, well, Athletic, from, from me and Dan's shows, it's always the question, can they score the goals? But if Andre Lunen is going to be in goals, that, that's a massive difference for them. And that makes a huge difference to Real Madrid. Uh, trying out a new system, Jude Bellingham is the Karim Benzema replacement as things stand, playing sort of slightly behind Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr., teething problems perhaps they struggled to score in pre-season there's a lot of kind of factors and uncertainties about this Real Madrid and uh, and yeah as we were saying on a preview show until Kylian Mbappe comes in it's going to be really interesting to see how Carlo Ancelotti handles it and it's a really tough tough test and uh, first up and uh, fully back kind of Steve's kind of thinking there that I certainly would stay away from Real Madrid to, or at least kind of cover yourself a little bit.
2: Plus 250 Athletic Club, if you fancy them to beat uh, Real Madrid this weekend, that's a 3.30 Eastern kickoff on Saturday. Uh, Finally, any leans for anyone? Rory, I know that you, you put a few in the WhatsApp group that didn't quite make your shortlist for your two picks for the challenge. A couple of bets was there from you?
3: Yeah, there's a it's a quite a good week in Spain, I actually think. There's a, a lot to a lot of fun to be had. I think Sevilla at Valencia or hosting Valencia on Friday night. Valencia side that haven't strengthened, they are mired in this nightmare dream sequence that never seems to end. And Sevilla they're coming off the Europa League win. Confidence is high there. It's gonna be again kind of fiery, hot atmosphere down in Seville. They are at minus one oh five at home, which I think is a. Uh, pretty good odds. And then Almeria was another one that I quite liked. They're at home to Rayo Vallecano, and that's a Rayo side that's lost Anthony Iraula to Bournemouth. They've lost a couple of players, Fran Garcia at the back, Alejandro Catena. Frequently over the last couple of seasons, they've really struggled away from home, and it's an Almeria side that continue to strengthen, continue to spend uh, that Middle Eastern money that they have behind them. It's not quite in the same league as the likes of PSG or something, but they, they do have a little bit of money behind them, and so... So, yeah, I think that's quite nice. Ah, Amorea plus 145 at home today is is quite a nice one as well.
2: James, anything from you that our listeners, uh, viewers should watch out for this weekend?
1: Yes, Strasbourg-Leon is worth looking at, Dan. Strasbourg are the underdogs here. I think they should be the favourites. So I'd be very interested in backing them on the Asian handicap with a zero goal start up, minus 106. The thinking here very quickly Leon's goalkeeper is out, Anthony Lopez, um, and their best centre back, uh, Luke Eber, is on his way to Red Bull Leipzig, we think, at the moment. So they're going to be without two key players at the back. And Lyon were dreadful in pre-season, probably the worst set of performances of any League One team in pre-season. You can always have the argument, does it make any difference how things go in pre-season? It stops mattering the minute they step on the pitch, they say. But certainly form, if you want to consider pre-season at Lyon, is terrible. So I'd be looking at Strasbourg as the underdogs in this game, I think.
2: Good stuff. Steve, anything we've missed off from your list over the weekend that you will be ponting or are we done and dusted with your
0: selections and leans well what I'll say Dan is I was I'm disappointed so far that the Bet Rivers are not offering any card markets in uh, France because uh, I kind of crushed it last year with uh, my selections so I'm hoping in future weeks that we're going to get some card markets at the time of recording in terms of another lean I was looking at Montpellier to beat La Havre I think it's going to be a really low scoring game one uh, nil or two nil, Montpellier could be very likely. It's going to be hot weather. That's another thing. Do check the weather forecast for matches anywhere in Europe this coming weekend because there's some really hot venues that could lead to lower scoring games. It could lead to some higher scoring games where defenders get very tired. But uh, yeah, Montpellier would be one I would look at. But there is a, a bit of a problem with their pitch, like I said. There, um, it might even get risk of being called off. So uh, we'll leave it there.
3: I can confirm it is obscenely hot in Madrid, so <laughs>
2: in Spain it's going to be warm. Um, it is a challenge, of course, this week, so either Rory or James will be coming back. Let's just remind everyone of uh, the picks. Uh, James, give us your two selections again. This is uh, official uh, for the head-to-head challenge with Rory. Which which two uh, bets are you putting up?
1: Yes, the first one, Dan, is on the PSG versus Lorient game, and it's under 3.25 goals at minus 120 at the time of recording. You're,
2: you're, a... so, you're so honest with that as well. You could have, nicked, you could have nicked a little bit there. Anyway, go a, on. Uh,
1: made a mistake there. And uh, <laughs> the other one is Ren at home to Mets. So it's minus 1.25 on the Asian handicap, and the price there, I think, is minus 110.
2: <laughs> Rory, your picks.
3: Yep, Atafe are going to be beaten by Barcelona under three point five goals in my view. Plus one hundred four for that one, and Cardiff to give Alaves a warm welcome. Then in Andalusia, plus one twenty for the home win for Cardiff. There,
2: um, my high school maths tells me that if all selections are successful, then Rory will win the challenge.
0: Steve, who do you think is going to win the challenge? Well, that's why Rory at the moment probably has to be the favourites. If we were pricing this up ourselves, because. If both of his picks win, then he wins the challenge. Or if the guys go one and one each, Rory wins the challenge. So that he would have to be my prediction. But I, I will always have faith in the crew. I think all four picks win.
2: Ah, I was, I, was, I thought you were going to say faith in James because of your league
0: and love him from last year. I thought that was <laughs> James one. was sensational last year, <laughs> and he's not a man you would want to be betting against. <laughs> But um, <laughs> you know, it's in Rory's hands. It's in Rory's hands with the prices. I was, I was about to say, and and James, we we talked
2: about this off air ahead of the futures. Like, you know, what what sort of tactics do we employ? And you suggested me. Yes. Look, I'm 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 just gonna. Back what I normally back, uh, hopefully it'll be good enough for a profit throughout the season. You'll do your individual bets if you're not on the show, regardless. So there's no specific tactics here, I guess. There's no
1: tactics. No, I mean, there has been talk of, you know, behind the scenes. Are people going to go for the big odds and just hope they land one winner and then they're through the door and they're, they're on the show next week? No, I mean, the way Steve and I did the French show last year, and I think all the guys did, actually, it was to try to make that profit over the course of a season in whatever league you're covering. I'm just going to carry on and try and do the same thing. And then you you kind of hope that at least some of the weeks you come out on top. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe there'll be tactical changes during the season. Who knows? But for Mm -hmm. the moment, it's fairly straightforward, I think.
2: Rory, you did go for two plus money picks here. Was that on your mind when you were looking for selection? Honestly, no, but I think James
3: has got the right idea, and the fact that you have to play your own game without uh, letting anything else into your head. But uh, I thought, yeah, Spain had just really quite good odds for me this uh, this week, so I was I was tempted in by them, and uh, let's see if I've uh, taken the bait.
2: Steve, James, Rory, thanks for your company. Good luck to both. We'll be keeping score throughout and we will declare the winner as soon as the tips are all done or indeed it's mathematically impossible for one to catch the other. Uh, that is a wrap for our first head-to-head betting weekly Extra Time European show. We're back next week with myself, Dan Robock, and Steve Wiss, of course, while Italian handicapper Daniele Fisichella We'll be taking on either James or Rory. Um, there is a time set for you to record next week. I hope you can both make it because obviously we don't know who's going to go through, but we'll discuss that off air. Make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers content at Because We Win from All of Us. For now though, it is goodbye.